We're about to enter the greatest time the earth has ever seen. I know that may sound weird to you. Number one, I had to quit listening to prophets on YouTube. Leave them alone. They don't know what they're talking about. They're just trying to sell tapes. And I decided to go to God and find out what's going on. Woo, was I in for it. Because he showed me some stuff. We are going to Star Trek right now. Get your Bibles and go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And I'm going to begin reading with verse 7. Sermon title today is called From Glory to Glory. Well, the reason it doesn't look fancy is she just made it a while ago. I didn't give it to her in time. Not her fault, it's mine. We, but you say, what is going to happen in 23? For you, I don't know. It could be great. It could be terrible. But it's not up to God. Well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. That's what you did last year. That didn't work, did it? Why don't you change your plan a little bit? So, Jesus right now is excited about what's happening in the earth. Let me give you a heads up. Netanyahu is signing the Abraham Accord with a Muslim nation and the Catholic Church and working on a peace treaty. Does that sound to you like soon and very soon we're going to see the king? Glory to God. Listen, when you see these things, walk around with your head looking up in the sky. Yeah. It, it, it's getting excited. So it, for all you people that are worried about the last days, I'm going to give you something. I'm not going to make you go there in your Bible, but I want to tell you something. When Moses went into Egypt to get the children out, he was in control, not Pharaoh. When he went in, he gave Pharaoh a lot of trouble. But it said that the, when he started doing all of the signs and wonders, not one of those judgments hit Israel. They had light. No one else had light. The Bible says that not even a dog wagged its tongue against a Jew. And, and every time he would go in there and talk to Pharaoh, Pharaoh would say, okay, okay, please get out of here. I'm going to let him go. And then he'd change his mind. God said, I know he's going to do that. He's a bad man. He thinks he's God. Pharaoh thinks he's God. So God would say, Moses, go back down there and let's give him a little more trouble. Right now, Jesus is having fun with the world. And he's cracking up. Let's do this. Let's miss him. But it won't affect you. Thank you. You're not going to be up. Just watch what happens to the world and don't join it. All right, that's good news. And then when he got them out, well, he buried Pharaoh in the very deliverance. So, so soon and very soon, we're going to hear a trumpet, and we're gone. 
and, and all of these crazy people that are running around with nuclear bombs at their fingertips are going to get to play with them for a while. <laughs> and Jesus is going to go, let's go back before they blow it up. All right, having said that, from glory to glory, let's go, go, to, go to 2 Corinthians 3, verse 7. If the ministry of death, this is talking about the old covenant, the ministry of death was written and engraved on stones, was glorious, and it was. So the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away. Now, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? The new covenant's far better than the old, but the old was cool. Water with no water, food where there's no food, deliverance where there's no deliverance. I mean, that was cool, but nothing compared to now. Nothing compared to the covenant that you have. For the ministry of condemnation had glory. The ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. And even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. For if the passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. Therefore, since we have hope, we use great boldness of speech, unlike Moses. Let me read this. Let me just read it. I'm going to walk away. Who put a veil over his face so the children of Israel could not look. Why? His face was shining. He came off the mountain glowing like a neon sign because he'd been with God. They couldn't even look at his face. All right. Verse 14, but the minds were blinded for until the day the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. When you get born again, the veil's gone. You can see. But even to this day when Moses read, a veil lies on their heart. And nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil's taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? Bondage. You just don't want to go down that church. It's just the Lord going to make it hard on you. You better not walk with God. It's going to be hard. You better get out of that church. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? Liberty. The wages of sin is death. It, it ain't cool to be unsaved. It ain't cool. It's cool to be a Christian. It's cool to be righteous. Cool to be a holy roller. I'm cool. I don't have holes in my pants, but I'm cool. I don't need holes in my pants to be cool. I can actually afford pants without holes in them. Never mind, never mind. I'm just going to be quiet. We all with an unveiled face behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed or changed into the same image from glory to glory as by the Spirit of God. Now, we're going to read this in a minute. We're going to come back here in a minute, but you're going to find out that there is only one way to experience the glory. You're going to have to look at it. You remember in the Old Testament, you remember they, the children of Israel out in the desert and, they, and snakes came in and started biting them because of their rebellion and they put a snake on a pole and you've seen it on an ambulance, that snake on a pole, you didn't know where it came from. It came from an Old Testament scripture where that's a type of Jesus on the cross. You see, if you want damnation to stop, look at the cross. You're going to have to come to Jesus to get damnation to stop. So why do we look only once? Why did we only look at God one time and think we had it all? 
We didn't, listen to me, listen to me. When Jesse Duplantis was up there in heaven, and I didn't talk to him, but I read his book. He said there's angels that have been roaming around, flying around the throne room forever. Long time, forever. And every time they come around, they see something new they never saw. And they go, glory. And they fly around and they see something else and they've been doing it forever. So let me help you. You don't know it all. There's a lot more that God has for you than just getting saved and I'm on my way to heaven and the journey gets, there's a whole lot more going on than just you're on your way to heaven. Maybe there's some more heaven now. Maybe we can experience, maybe we can go now from glory to glory to glory, but not without looking in the Word of God and seeing the glory that was given to you because it is only in the Word that you'll ever see who you are. You remember when Jesus walked into his own church and he said, open up to the book of Isaiah. I'm going to read a scripture that's about me. They didn't like it. They threw him out. You know how I found out who I was? That book. Without it, you don't know who you are. But I found out I'm redeemed. I found out that I'm blood washed in the blood. I found out that I've been made the righteousness of God. I found out that I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out. But I've been looking into the Word of God and I'm going from glory to glory. But I'm not done yet. I have more that I want to see. So we're going to talk about the year ahead and uh, going this year from glory to glory. Say, my best days are ahead of me. Go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. I'm just going to put it on the screen. I just want to read it to you. In the beginning, God did what? Created. God is a creator. He is a creator. He creates. One of the things that I found out about God, I used to think when I didn't know any better that he kind of like made a Robin. Robin B. Cardinal B. And then one day the Lord said, no, I didn't do it that way. He had all of it in him, all of the birds, all the turtles, all the fish, all the dinosaurs, all of the dogs, all the chickens, all the ducks, all the flowers, and he went, B. Good God Almighty. And it beed. And when he finished, he sat down with his creation. 126, go to 126. I'm getting ready to Star Trek. And God said, let's make a man like us. You can't handle this. He didn't say he had a nose like God and ears like God. Make him like us. What's that mean? He created you to create. And he put the creative ability of God inside you. 
So he calls Adam and goes, what are you going to call all these animals? They didn't, God didn't name them. And then he says, the gold's over there. And I'm going to tell you why I said that. Because he knew Eve would want to know. But he did not make jewelry. He said, there's some wood. There's pine. There's oak. There's walnut. And he said, then there's iron for steel. There's water for cooling. There's oil for gas. There's steel for cars and airplanes. And then he sat down. And he turned it over to Adam. We know Adam sold out to, to Lucifer. And he thinks he has all the money now. He thinks it's all his. The other day I was, well, last night I was sitting there and I was praying over my sermon, and the Lord said, two millenniums are blending into one another right now. You're ending a millennium, and you're entering a millennium, and the millennial reign has already begun to bleed into this one. He said, all the stuff that's being created right now, Satan's not creating it. God has given the idea to men. It's not for the devil. I was watching a documentary about how Dubai has hooked up with Israel because they have a water problem. But the Jews, since they came home, what happens when the glory hits? created a water system where they're making water out of nothing. You say, well, they're making out of something. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah they are. Yeah, they are. You, you know when you get a glass and you put ice in it and, the, and it drips all over your coffee table? Okay, that's called, that's a dew point, dew point spread. That means the temperature inversion of the temperature and the water has collided and, and pulled moisture out of the air. Well, what if you could make that happen at will? You, you can. Now... It, there are water fountains in Dubai and the Middle East where you can walk up and mush a button and it gives you water and there's no well. There's already got it. It's already there. They even have created the automobile now that while you're driving it, that's taking the condensation off the air conditioner and putting it in a thing for you to hit and get fresh water while you're drinking, while you're driving your car. Okay, well, y'all are exciting. That millennia rain is bleeding in. We're not even there yet, and it's already. Never mind. God's design for man was to be a creator. In his own image. Now, let me make a statement for all the younger people that are in here. You don't have to sin to be rich. You don't have to be a pimp to have money. Come on, y'all. During the millennial reign, there won't be no pimps. There'd be no mafia. There'd be no mobs. There'd be no drugs and no crooked, yet there'll be money. 
So if you want to live right, you can still have a good life. You don't have to come to church and fall away from God when you turn 18 and go in the world in order to have a good life. That's a bunch of baloney. So I'm going to read one scripture to you. Oh, let me see something. I'm done with that one. I'm done with that one. Go, go with me just real, real quick. 1 Peter 3.9. Just, let's just read it. Let's just read it so you'll see. As you think that I'm just being hard, don't return to evil, read reviling, reviling, on the contrary, knowing that you were called to this, that you might inherit a blessing. How do you do inherit a blessing? For he would love life and see good days. Is that you? Refrain your tongue from evil. Watch what you say. Keep your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil. Do good. Seek peace and pursue it, and you can be rich. You don't, you don't have to rob a bank to have any money. You can own the bank. Okay. Or Carlot. Boy. I'm trying my best, Heavenly Father. Colossians 1. Go to Colossians 1. Last night when I was sitting in, in my chair working on my sermon, From Glory to Glory, the Lord began to talk to me about the creativity in a man, that we all have the creative nature of God. Every one of us do. Uh, we have a man that comes to church here, Steve Elliott. I don't know whether you've ever been to his house before, but he's crazy smart. He's, he's actually a genius. He, he built the cabinets for Lisa and I. And he had a system in his house to where you could push a button and a wall would move and his guns would pop out. And I'm thinking, oh, that's cool. And I just went to his house the other day, and I'm not going to, I don't know, I don't, I don't want this. It's supposed to be a secret, but I'm going to tell you. He has a rifle range in his house. That'll shoot 100 yards. Never mind, never mind. And there's no noise. But he's just crazy smart. God put that in there. He's a builder. Now, one of the things that's happened to us is we've never learned to mesh being Christian and being natural. Don't, don't shout me down. You're, 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 you're not supposed to be saved Sunday. And then, okay, God, that was my time with you. Now I got to go to work. Why don't you take him with you? I was watching a documentary on John Moses Browning. Uh, this kid, when he was a boy, he had a rifle, and he had to put gunpowder in it and take a candle and light it to shoot birds. And he got to thinking there has to be a better way than a flintlock. He invented the 1911, the, 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 the Gatlin, I mean, the guns that we, all the airplanes in the military had his, his machine guns on. And he, he just made, he just invented and created guns, and they worked 100% of the time they were full. And they're still using them now, and the technology is, is pre, is, is late 1800s. 
The man is a genius. But it was an ability that God gave him because God saw a war coming. See, God knows what's coming. He's about to take his church and show the world who he is. We're fixing to see things we've never seen before. We're fixing to do things we've never done before. Now, I, 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 I don't know if I'm going to tell them about my bubble yet or not. I'll tell them that in a minute. Anyway, Colossians, I want to tell you about the bubble so bad I can't stand it, but i got to hold on. Colossians 1.13. He delivered us from the power of darkness and placed us in the kingdom of the Son of his love now, in whom we now have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. He, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God. He, Jesus, is the in image. Do you think Jesus is a creator? Then it... Okay, Okay, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Do you think Jesus can do anything? Do you think Jesus has problems today? But I want you to notice what it said about Jesus. He's the firstborn. Now, wait a minute. When we have a new creation made in the image of God and the likeness of God with all the ability of God in a man named Jesus... But he was the firstborn. That means there's a secondborn, a thirdborn, a fourthborn, a fourth, and a fifthborn, and a twentiethborn, and a one hundredborn, and a millionthborn. That means that you are sitting here right this minute in church with all the creative ability of the head of the church working on the inside of you. The image of the invisible God, the firstborn. I don't know what when I'm 1,350,000, it don't matter, but the, the one millionth copy looks like the first copy. You know one thing about a raptor? They all look alike. They're supposed to. Oh, boy. I'm fixing to get cranked up here. I just got to get. He's the image, the firstborn over all creation, for by him all things were created. Say, by me. by me. I didn't hear you. I don't believe you said that. By me. By me. I've got that, in me. that are in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, thrones, dominions, principality, power. All things are created through him and for him, through him and for me, through him. He, not, he's the firstborn of a new race made in the image of God who has creative ability to rule and reign for how long? Forever. But not a, he's not alone on the planet. That means that that ability is in you. There's something God put in you. Number one, you can't do it without him. But you can do what would be considered not possible. Now, remember what I told you about millennials bleeding? See, the Jews, when they came home, already created cars that don't bump into each other. They're self-driving. We haven't gotten totally there yet, but we're headed there. Some of y'all need it. That means that when you're, you're on the phone, I don't have to honk at you. I can just tell your car, please take them where they need to be going. They're distracted. Thank you. I don't know how I'm going to drag race then. I'm going to have to say, car, we're going to drag race right now. Never mind. 
So last night, I'm sitting there in my chair talking to God about my sermon. And he said this to me. In the millennial reign, you will have vehicles that fly, and you will no more streets, no more red lights, no more stop signs. And I'm going, cool. He said, you're going to get in a bubble, and everything's going to be voice activated. He said, I didn't give this technology to Satan. He has stolen it for his kingdom. It wasn't designed for him. It was designed for the Lord. Facebook is not the devil's. And they need to quit kicking me off because I... But I'm going to come up with my own Facebook. Listen, never mind, never mind. We're going to, okay. Is it Facebook and YouTube? Facebook. I think YouTube keeps kicking me off every time I mention some, something they don't like. Well, listen, I don't have to ask the devil permission to preach. and I'm, I, I'll own it myself. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. No, not me. One of y'all buy it. One of, just go buy it. All right. Well, I'm sitting there in my chair, and I said... Without propulsion, how will it fly? And he told me, this is awesome, Zach. We, he said that you, you, we, there will be technologies coming through man that you can create a bubble that has the ability to block gravity. You get in it and say, take me to church. Part of it blocks gravity and it lifts. And there's no motor. There's, no mo- there's not a motor. Because the motor's in the earth. The motor's around, it's around us. All right, I'm going I'm to prove it to you. Let me, let me, let me, because I already lost some of y'all. Though. Do y'all remember Benjamin Franklin putting a kite out and getting electricity? I'm like, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, lighten it up. But God was showing, electricity's always been here, but, but man had to learn to harness it. See, gravity's here. It's here. But we can learn to use it. If you don't need so much, eliminate it and you'll. And then so I asked him, I said, how am I going to get it to take me to church and not just He said, well, how does a sailboat work when the wind is only blowing one way? I said, the sail. He said, the sail determines the way the boat goes, not the wind. He said, gravity is always working in the earth everywhere, and if you will block gravity, the the bubble will go the direction of least resistance, and it'll take you where you want to go. And I'm going, oh, snap. Now, I'm just, I'm having a, we're going to go, I'm having a conversation with God, and he's talking to me about how to create a flying, invisible bubble car that you get in, and you tell it what, and it, it, when you get where you go, you say, bubble, go home. Now, then he said this to me. Do y'all even want to know this? We can go down to Orlando and get on the big bubble and go. Take us to Italy for lunch. (laughs) Snap. No more layovers, no more airport, no more bread. 
Are y'all ready? I'm going to go. We're, I'm, fixing to, I'm fixing to go deeper. Wouldn't you like to go to a restaurant that's right outside of Jupiter and have lunch and watch the planet? Glory to glory to glory. Come on, somebody. God created for six days, and he sat down and said, Adam, you got this. When Jesus sat down with a new creation, he turned to the church and said, you got this. I'm going to tell you something I'm believing God for. Oh, help me say this right. I'm reading in my Bible that Jesus healed them all. We will see the day where you will come to church and the Spirit of God will heal every person that walks in the building. Okay, um, can you say, why hasn't it happened? Because we're waiting on God and he's waiting on us. Boy, okay, okay, okay. With an unveiled face looking into glory. If you can't see what you can't see, you'll never see it. The reason that you haven't seen the flying car is some kid hadn't thought about it yet. But it'll probably be a kid that does it because adults have already got their minds thoroughly mixed and well set, and they don't think anymore. They just get up and go to work. But kids sit around and think crazy stuff like taking a, what are those drones and supersize it and fly it. And the FAA, you know the airplanes that you go out of the airport? The engines are 1950. The government of the United States of America is so stinking stuck in their past that the EAA, the experimental aircraft world, had to bypass the government to create a good airplane. Because, are y'all out there? Because the, the, the creative Ness of God is in a man. And so there's airplanes out there now that burn the same eight gallons an hour and they do 250 miles an hour, but they're not registered by the government because they're, never mind, they're thick. Never mind. Okay. God has so much he wants to do right now. He's got so much. He wants people that will come along with him, come in his presence, come in there and get some ideas from God and go out and do what has never been done before. Do you think we've seen all the miracles? No, no, no. John Alexander Dowie would take tumors off of people and rip them off people's faces and throw them in the floor. But I got news for you. He wasn't the only one God wanted doing that. He gave us dominion over all the work of the enemy. Why are we not seeing it? 
We are not in the Word looking at it, going, hey, hold on a minute. I see that right there. I see that. Let me finish reading this. Y'all, are y'all quiet because you're thinking? Say, my best days are ahead of me. God is fixing to show off. He's fixing to take his church and do things, and the world is going to go, what did they just do? You know, when the children of Israel left Egypt, the Egyptians gave them all the money for the days that they were there as slaves. Never mind. You're not serving for nothing. God has ways of getting the bad guys to hand you all their money. I'll come over here and preach. I don't know. All right. Where was it? Revelation 1 6. And he made us. He made you what? A king. To what? Rule and reign. We're waiting. We sit around. I'm just waiting on the Lord. No, you're not. No, you're not. He is waiting on you. Now, I'm fixing to show you how to do this. Do you want to know how to do it? Okay, I'm going to show you how to do it. Christianity is not a religion. Prayer is not a religious thing you do. Prayer is nothing more than spending time with God. That's all that prayer is. It's talking and listening, talking and listening. He can fix all your problems in one minute if you just listen. Just get it. Let's quit being so busy. Slow down. Quit trying to fix everything. And go spend some time with God. Okay, good. Okay, I got my book. I got my book, Man Who Talks With Flowers, and I've read it before. But, uh, but Mark Hankins has delivered me from the fear of doing something twice. And since you didn't get it the first time because you're slow learners, I'm going to read it again. Here was what I call God's little workshop, said Dr. Carver. And the next moment, we had entered a sacred precinct of miracles. No books are ever brought in here, he said. What is the need of books? Here I talk to the peanut, and it reveals its secrets to me. I lean on the 29th verse of the first chapter of Genesis. God said, Behold, I give you every herb bearing seed which is on the face of the earth, every tree in which the fruit of the tree is yielding, and it will be meat for you. He took one scripture and came up with three thousand uses for a peanut. What, what would happen if he got two scriptures? Come on, y'all. Barbara, you got to help me. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to have a Holy Ghost fit right here. What other materials do we need than the promises? Here I talk to the peanut and the sweet potato and the clays, and they talk to me. Here great wonders are brought. And he pointed to the array of bottles containing specimens of three Hundred uses. I said 3,000. Please forgive me. For the peanut. No, 301. This morning I discovered a new one. And along the walls are clays, he said. There's no need for books. Just another promise. I will lift my eyes, which comes from my help. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip that part because y'all are such slow listeners. 
He had a picture in his office. He wanted to see the picture um, that, that he painted. He said he brought out a painting of fruit. And after he looked at it, he brought out a marvelous painting of roses. And we gasped. How'd you do that? He said, with my fingers. He said, did you copy the roses? He said, I never copy. I only paint what I see inside me. I'm giving you a secret. God will always place it inside you. And you'll see what you can't see. And that is his way of impregnating. See, we're sitting around going, I'm waiting on a breakthrough. No, you need to get pregnant. If you have a bump, you have been intimate. If you have not ever had a child, it's maybe you have not been intimate enough. But if you get intimate, there's a real good chance that you'll have a baby. If you get intimate with God, he'll get you pregnant. With something out of the world. Mm, Y'all are quiet. You're thinking though, aren't you? Just think of the, the gifts of the Spirit were made for business. Can you know what's going to happen in a meeting before you get there? Yes. Can you know who has money and who doesn't? Can you know where to invest and not? 100% of the time. He said, there's literally nothing I've ever wanted to do, said the old man, that I asked the creator to help me, and I have not been able to accomplish it. This is a slave. Don't shout me down. One of the most surprising answers to prayer came when I was a little boy, four or five or six. I had no pocket knife. And how I longed for one. I was very mechanical minded and of all things a boy without a pocket knife. One night I prayed and I said, Heavenly Father, I need a knife. And that night I had a dream. I dreamed that in the field where the cornrows joined the tobacco was a watermelon cut in half, and one half was gouged out, the other half plump and full, and leaning against the three stalks of corn and out stuck the black handle of a pocket knife. The next morning I could hardly wait until I got through with breakfast, and I scampered to the cornfield where the corn rolls joined the tobacco. I saw a watermelon cut in half. One half was gouged out, the other half plump, and rested on top of three stalks of corn, and sticking out of it was the black handle of a pocket knife. Now, you know, we're talking about a boy who can't go buy a knife. So he goes to God. I mean, I imagine what else... Could you ask for? He says, you have a habit of talking to flowers and peanuts, and they give their secrets. How do you do it? He said, you have to love it enough, said Dr. Carver. Anything will give you its secrets if you love it. This morning I was talking, is Kenny still here? Is he going home? Kenny Robinson is, is a mechanical genius. 
And I don't know whether you notice people like Kenny. They're never happy with a car from a factory. You get it, and then you fix everything that's wrong with it, especially if it doesn't go fast. How many young men have you met that get a car and they have to take it in the garage and fix it to make it better than it was? Where is that coming from? God. Lisa, I married, when I married Lisa, we bought a house over here on the lake. And I mean, the only thing I saw really bad wrong with it, it was gator orange. And I had to stop that. We had to. We have to get rid of the gator orange. We cannot live in a gator orange house. So I painted it. Lisa gets a piece of paper and starts drawing the rest of the house that isn't built yet. And she goes, well, this will have 10-foot ceilings, and, and, and this will be like this. And, and, I'm, and I'm sitting there going, oh, honey, I don't think that will work. She goes, oh, it will work. She said, I'll find somebody that can make it work. And she drew it up and then turned it just over to someone, they, and they drew up blueprints. And then when she got the blueprints, she handed them to me. And she said, this is my new home. And I went, oh, Shondai. What is it in us that has to create? It's God. God in you. God does not want you stuffing it. He wants you to turn it loose. The sky is not the limit. There is no limit. Let me ask you a $100 question. What are all the galaxies for? Just a thought. Are y'all thinking? Do we get one? Oh, Pastor Darrell, this is your new planet. God, I was looking for some real estate, but this is quite nice. There's only one problem. You're going to have to inhabit it with Lisa. That's a problem to her, not me. I'm going to go, oh, glory to God, that'll be nice. And Lisa's going to look at me and go, I got a piece of paper and a pencil. I'm starting to draw. We have forever. I want you to learn a new word. Forever is a long time. Okay. Years ago, he said, I went into my laboratory and I said, Dear Mr. Creator, please tell me what the universe is made for. The great creator said, What do you want to know? He said, He said, You want to know too much for that little mind of yours, and you need to ask me something more your size. He said, okay, Mr. Creator, tell me what man was made for. Again, the great creator said, little man, you're still asking too much. Cut it down to extent and, and your request and improve your intent. He said, okay, will you tell me what you made the peanut for? He said, well, that's better, even though it is infinite. What do you want to know about a peanut? He said, can I make milk out of it? He says, what do you want, Jersey or Borden House? This is, this is George Washington Carver talking to God. The great creator taught me how to take the peanut bark and put it back together. Out of the process came um, all these products for an hour. 
Dr. Carver drew forth from his homemade box of face cream, printer's ink, butter, shampoo, creosol, vinegar, dandruff care, instant coffee dyes, rubberized campaigns, soap, salad, and wood stain. That's just a peanut. What if he'd picked up two items in the field? What if he had forever? Say, my best days are ahead of me. All right, now I'm doing this because this is where I want to go with this. Go back to 1 Corinthians 3. How are we doing for time? Oh, we're doing pretty good. Go back to 1 Corinthians 3. We see that Dr. Carver got his wisdom from time with God. That's where it comes from. So did Jesus. Jesus said, I do nothing, but I see the Father do it. You and I were not created to live on this earth alone. We were designed to walk with God, and that's where the creative ability is coming from. The world is tapping into it some, but nothing compared to the church. Imagine a scripture, is there any sick among you? Really? Can you see it? I can. Jesus did that. And he's the firstborn of a new creation. Can the church? Thank you. Yes. What about the gifts of the Spirit? What happened to them? They're for you, but what happened to them? Why are we not using them more? I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read it to you. I'm preaching a sermon the first day of the year for a reason. I said Corinthians, I meant, I said. We all with unveiled face, there's no veil on us. Behold, as in a mirror, the word of God, the glory of the Lord. How do you go from glory to glory? You have to see it. You have to see it. Once you see it, you go, I can do that. No, I'm going to stop right here, and I've said this many times in the past. But when I was a boy, we had a detective called Dick Tracy. And he mashed his watch and talked in it. And we went, cool. But there were no satellites. There was no technology. But somebody got an idea. I'm going to talk to my watch. And some of y'all are sitting here right now, and you were talking to your watch when you came in here. What happened? We saw it. Stop looking at the bad. Forget it. Don't matter. He never said if you if you turn on the news, your life will get better. Who cares what that devil's doing? He's a loser. But he said. 
we can go at them from glory. And then once we get to glory, we can go, we ain't there yet. There's more. Now, now I got to tell you a joke. I got to tell you, this is funny. There was a man that had a voice-activated house. And he woke up in the morning and he said, coffee pot, make me coffee. Coffee pot made coffee. And he went in the kitchen. He says, make me eggs. And the, and the frying the kettle made him eggs. And he said, car start. And he got in his car and he walks out of the house. He said, door lock. But he went to the dentist. And he came back home and it's raining. And he walked up to the door and he said, <laughs> and the door went, we do not understand that command. We do not. This is supposed to be funny, y'all. It's supposed to be. You might want to carry a key in case you go to the dentist and you can't talk. Okay, never mind. Some of y'all are going to get this on the way home. You're going to, ah, that was funny. We all with an unveiled face behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are transformed into the same image. How do you go from glory to glory? How do you get out of debt? You pick up prosperity scriptures and you read them. And you'll never have a debt problem again. But you're not going to do it without a Bible. How do you get healed? You quit asking your body, are you healed? And ask the Bible, are you healed? Until you see it as he is. By his stripes, I was healed and therefore I am Healing is spiritual. Your body responds. It's voice activated. So is money. Did you know the earth is voice activated? Job, come. Favor, come. Abraham, blessing, come. I have the wisdom of God. I have the mind of Christ. Is this just for a few people? No, it is not. It's for the whole body. So I preach this sermon today for this reason. Today's the first day of the year. I don't know what your year looks like, but from where I'm standing, mine looks good. Because right now, I'm, I'm in this. I see things I've never seen before, and I will become it. Say, this is good. Now, your fight is going to be called the fight of faith. It is a fight to see what you can't see. But John Browning saw guns shooting multiple bullets when there was no such thing. People saw cars 
And they saw watches where you could talk when there was no such a thing. They saw submarines running without power. Let me ask you this. What do you see if you don't see well? Pick this up and go get alone with God. Go get alone with God. Say, God, what about this? What am I designed for? Why am I here? Why am I here? What do you have for me? The other day I was praying about something and the Lord said, get your next book done. What that tells me is that I've been with God. He goes, get your book done. There's a reason for that. I don't know what it is, but he knows. Everything he's ever said worked. Everything I tried without him didn't. I started a ministry one time without him. Spent a lot of money, got a... Didn't work, nothing happened until he said, this is what I want you to do. And the moment I heard from God, I got pregnant with a vision. Say, this year is my best. I will go from glory to glory. I'm, I'm kind of done. It's 12 o'clock right on the nose. Good God, the Baptist would be proud of me. Did you see that? Now, this is, I, this is as far as I can take you. You have to take it from here. God took Adam so far, and then he said, Adam, it's up to you now. He said, I'll tell you where the gold is. I'm going to tell you where the wood is. I'm going to tell you where the but the earth is yours. Wow. This whole earth is his. And we're his. I have some ideas. One of the worst things you'll ever do is stop dreaming. Children dream. Jesus said, I want you to start being like a kid. Mac Hammond said as a businessman that he spends every morning, what is it? He didn't call it dreaming. What did he call it? Dreaming. Meditating. He, he goes in his office and he sits back and he dreams. You say, is he working? Yes. He's working. Because without a vision, you're not going anywhere. God wants to show you stuff. And then once you get it, you're like, you'll get pumped. Like, whoa, I have something I got to do. And when the rapture takes place, you're just going to leave. But we'll be back. Because he's got to teach you how to fly a bubble. Anybody want to go to Italy for lunch? I do. Does that sound crazy to your head? Does that sound? Why? Why? Why does that sound? See, just. Oh, Jesus. Anybody want to go to uh, uh, Jupiter with me for lunch?
I'm trying to get done, baby. I know you're waiting, Chalmers. Father God, thank you for this morning. The sound of my voice, every person in this room and everybody watching, I pray that, that you would impregnate them now with supernatural visions and knowledge and wisdom about stuff that needs to get done. And just like Dr. Carver, they'll walk out and go, I got my assignment for this day or this week. And we will leave this planet only to return having done great things in the name of Jesus. And we praise you for it. Amen, 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 amen. Well, I'm going to give it to Lisa. I had three pages of notes and I only did one. Praise the Lord. Amen. Remember this, that the thing that you desire, the miracle, the desire of your heart, the thing that you desire, you do not have to know how God does it or gets it to you. All you're required to do is believe. You don't have to figure out the how he gets it from point A to point B. All you have to do is believe it. So if you can see it, you can have it. And sometimes you need to say to God, I don't have to know how. Or say it to yourself. I don't have to know how this is going to happen. All I have to do is believe. All things are possible to him that can figure it out or to know the details ahead of time. No, all things are possible for what? To him that believes. Put that up on the screen. 1 Corinthians uh, Colossians 1.26. The mystery which has been hidden from the ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known. That's us. God willed us to make known what are the riches to us, the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is what? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. This is, this Christ is him that we preach this very day, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect, not in himself, but in Christ Jesus. Today, you may be sitting in this place and go, I'm not in Christ Jesus like this. You know your spirit, the real you, because you're a three-part being. You're a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. That real spirit in you. If you have not said, Jesus be the Lord of my life, thank you for coming in my heart, then it is, it is dead. It is dead, and it's on its way to hell. But if you say, Jesus be my Lord, then it becomes alive. Christ comes in you by his spirit and makes it eternally alive. And one thing I do know, regardless of what you've heard, if you have said that prayer, even in the past, but you've strayed from the Lord and you haven't been living right and you haven't repented of sin, you can still go to hell if you reject even afterwards. And that's just called a prodigal. But it's so easy to come back. It's so easy to come back and say, Lord, I said that prayer. But today, I repent of sin and I want to be back in fellowship with you. Renew me. Renew that right spirit within me. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. 
from our YouTube channel to our podcast to our SoundCloud and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.